Hello there, and thank you for downloading the Starting Up podcast from the 6th of September. Yes, Starting Up is back for a new season, and we started with a bang, or at least with Binance, who joined us on the programme for a cryptocurrency Web 3.0 special. Along with the founder and chairman of VirtuZone, Neil Petch, we discussed the future of cryptocurrencies and why fintech is a great sector for startups. We also heard from the team behind ArtsDAO. Now, they're the leading community for NFT, Metaverse and Gamify projects in this region. And if you don't know what a DAO is, serial entrepreneur Danosh Zahedi explained. Plus, Neil took all your startup questions and gave advice on everything from free zones to friendly banks. This is Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With VirtuZone, business setup with no regrets. Yes, good morning. We are back and a very warm welcome to Neil Petch, who is, of course, the founder and chairman of VirtuZone. New season of Starting Up. Lovely to have you back in the very, studio. Very, very excited. We're going to be new, we're going to be fresh, and we're starting with crypto to demonstrate that. Absolutely. That is our theme for today's programme, cryptocurrencies and and fintech, as it emerges that more than 10% of UAE residents have already invested in cryptocurrencies. Now, that is according to the country's Telecommunications and Digital Government Regulatory Authority. They say that globally, the UAE is now ranked 10th in terms of cryptocurrency investment rate. So our big question today, with all that appetite for tech investment, is fintech a good sector for a startup? Joining us now to discuss just that is serial entrepreneur Danosh Zahedi. He is the man behind Arts Dow. They are the leading community for NFT, metaverse and gamify projects in the region. He's also one of the crypto shakes and they run a successful podcast discussing and explaining cryptocurrencies. Good morning, Danosh. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm very well indeed. A lot of those words I just said, I don't know the meaning of. <laughs> Neil does, though. Neil's really up to speed on cryptocurrencies and NFTs and things, aren't I've you? I've been like, practicing getting my lips around Dow all morning. Dow. I was, well, when, when, when the first thing I asked Dan Osh is when he came in is, is it Dow or is it D-A-O? <laughs> so I, I usually say Dow. Some people say D-A-O. It, it really doesn't matter. It, it's, all, it's all the same. It stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization which is essentially an organization unlike the traditional organizations where you have a you have a boss, you have a CEO, you have employees. In a DAO, is completely decentralized. So me, you, and Neil, we can start a DAO together, uh, and we can start a radio channel, and we can decide that we want to group together our funds and resources and start up our own radio channel. And together, the three of us, we can vote on what topics to discuss, and you know we can make proposals, and these proposals are all... Uh, on the blockchain, so it's completely safe and secure. The voting is completely safe and decentralized. There's, you know, so from that point of view, there's no hacks, there's no risks, there's no threats, um, and and there's loads of different applications for DAOs. Danosh, the way I had it explained to me, and now I've got an expert uh, uh, here, so I'm going to get some free advice from you. Is because VirtuZone, we set up hundreds and hundreds of companies every month, and most of those companies have shareholders' agreements and memorandum of understanding and all this paperwork that you probably don't refer to. And then you've agreed to do something and you don't actually follow it through, and then there's a shareholder dispute. A DAO kind of puts this, automates this. So if you've agreed as part of your shareholders thing that you need a 60% majority to do something, it's kind of automated. So actually, it's 
it's much safer. And my only comment is 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 that this whole thing, just as Georgia, as you demonstrated, when someone doesn't understand something, you're scared of it. And that's Absolutely. what we need to change. We need to mm. educate. We need to let people know that actually this is a way of making your businesses safer and helping the UAE reach out and provide that globally. You see, to me, it, it sounds like anarchy. I'd want control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing is, uh, you know, uh, yes, but the way the way the world is evolving, the way new the new generation is thinking about work with the whole gig economy, uh, you know, they don't really like hierarchies. They don't like these typical structures that we have put in place. And I believe the future of organizations is going to be more and more smaller communities organizing themselves around a certain cause, a certain idea. And the beauty of DAOs is you can pull together these resources, the people and the ideas to create something unique. Uh, a DAO is a little bit like a vending machine. Now, a vending machine, like a Coca-Cola vending machine, you, you still need human interaction to make it run, right? But uh, in and of itself, it's quite kind of self-operating. It has the electricity. It, it kind of signals when the stock is running low. Uh, it, it manages the payments, and it also manages the delivery of that can to the end user. So DAO can be operated quite similarly in that sense. If you have predefined uh, things that you want to vote on or predefined set of decisions that you want to have made, you can all embed that in the code on the blockchain, and it gets uh, automatically executed. So that's basically how a DAO operates. So you still need some human interaction, but there are DAOs that are, are running quite automated. So as you said, Anush, decentralized, when someone hears that word and, they, and they've read stuff in the press and, oh, that's out of touch of the authorities, they don't have control over, over it, oh, gosh, you know, they, they, they have these concerns. But actually, there's, there's technology, there's software, there's the ability for the authorities to check that everything has been set up in the right way. Yeah. So it's actually kind of safer, isn't it? It is safer. You don't have that, for example, with banks. And, and, and I've had loads of problems yeah. with banks. I want to send money and then you know the money gets stuck somewhere and I have to go to this intermediary and understand where is my money stuck. Um, and you get charged for the privilege of waiting. <laughs> exactly. And then you have to recall the, pay, the payment and pay for that. So in a decentralized structure that, you know, with, with crypto, we're kind of decentralizing money. Um, with, with NFTs, we're decentralizing art. Uh, and, and, you know, there are NFTs for music that are kind of decentralizing the music industry. So in the future, you won't have these record labels uh, the way they are structured today. So crypto and NFTs is providing a lot of solutions to real modern day problems. So you've got all the buzzwords there, NFT, metaverse, game for... Scaring how, the life out of me. Yeah. How, <laughs> does, how does a DAO help uh, game five projects? So, for example, in a Gamify project, you might have uh, 100 people and they decide they want to create a game together. So they join together. They all chip in with $100 each or $1,000. Then you have, suddenly have $1,000, $100,000, which you have crowdfunded from within the community, a community that's already very passionate about the game that they want to develop. And they pull their ideas and their resources together and they say, let's hire these developers and then someone puts a proposal and the, the DAO and the community votes for that proposal and it gets automatically executed and the funds flow straight away to these developers and and that's basically how a DAO operates. I'm going to announce something live for you now, Georgia, just in case you think this kind of thing isn't real. The biggest <laughs> e You can read my eyes, yeah, can't the, you? The biggest e-gaming company in the world, Galaxy Racer, founded by Paul Roy here in the UAE, 
has just announced this morning a 15-year JV with La Liga, the Spanish Football League. Okay, so when you see BN Sports or or whatever, these guys are are now the JV partners of La Liga. So that's this world, your 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 world, Danosh, coming into the real world, coming into perhaps the you know one of the biggest marketing engines that exists these days. I mean, even in football, it's 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 a great concept to to apply NFTs and crypto. Imagine all the the fan base of Manchester United or Chelsea. They want to decide. Thanks for that example. I'm a United <laughs> fan. <laughs> they did quite well at the moment. Oh, finally. Yeah. Now, now imagine all of them decide that, okay, next, next season uh, or, or the, the board of, of Man United decides that we want to buy one of these three players. You as fans, you get to vote on the blockchain. And, and once you do the vote, you put in the vote, you can participate in a different way. And in the DAO, everyone is participating in the profit sharing as well. So once that football team makes a profit, they have to return it back to the holders. So a DAO could enable the fans of Manchester United to throw out those horrible glazers, put money into the club and, and actually have a role in the decision-making process. Absolutely. Oh, you, you, can te- you can technically have a new football team being started by a DAO. Uh, which raises hundreds, you know, millions of dollars, and they buy it, all the players they need, and everyone that's part of that DAO gets a share in the. Georgia, are you in? Well, I, I probably would be. I, what I'm intrigued about this is: are DAOs allowed in all jurisdictions, or is the UAE quite for, quite ahead of itself in that it allows them? So currently. DAOs haven't been very regulated, right? Uh, and that's part of the joy of them, I suppose, in many ways. Yes, uh, uh, you know, regulation is good. I believe that the moment regulation comes into place, uh, people know how to operate because right now it's a bit of a gray area. The UAE, however, is very strong and, and, and proactive in, in turning new regulation laws in uh, and apply them, apply them in reality. Mm-hmm. And we are seeing that VARA, the virtual assets regulatory body, is doing a lot to regulate the space here in the UAE, but they're doing it in a very proactive way. And they're working with the community to come up with the regulations. Same thing as the metaverse, Georgia. I think in a lot of countries, all this innovation is coming from private companies. Here you're getting announcements from the government and we're working as Virtue Zone. We're working to enable people to set up DAOs uh, uh, globally, uh, uh, based out of here. And then, I'm sure, Danosh, you can speak better to the metaverse uh, uh, opportunities well, than, yeah. than I can. I mean, I was going to say, uh, along those lines, is the UAE a good place to set up and succeed as a fintech startup, better than maybe elsewhere in the world? So what, what we're seeing is that there's a lot of people flowing into Dubai to set up crypto NFT businesses and blockchain businesses. And I personally believe you is a fantastic place to run a business. It's very easy to set up. You have companies like VirtuZone that help you with the whole process. It is super smooth. Uh, setting up a bank account is fairly straightforward. So all in all, yes. And, you know, t- the tax uh, kind of. That's situ- always lovely. Situation yes. is, is great as well. Um, so a lot, of, we do see a lot of people moving in from the US, a lot of people moving in from Australia, a lot of people moving in from Europe because of the, the benefits that the UAE offer. And we see that Dubai is like, it's a pl- playground for adults. And w- because our business is so events oriented, we're like a social DAO. And there's no other place other than Dubai where we can throw the type of events that we do and we can have the type of level of the events. And we're looking to actually bring together the whole global community of Web3 and NFT people to Dubai. And we're going to do that through something called NFT DXP, which is going to be a massive event happening in March. Uh, we're planning to bring in 
people from the from the US investors, artists, big NFT projects, uh, metaverse projects, gaming projects, uh, DJs, and we're going to turn it into like a music festival slash a Web3 conference. That's brilliant, because what we need is people to adopt this and start using it. So, Georgia, your stat was 11% of people. Yeah, 11% so far. Plenty of space in that market, I guess. But, uh, you know, it's it's like property 15 years ago. People were just investing because they wanted to make money, not because they understood it. Mm. More and more now we're seeing real projects delivered. And I think part of this is education, right? So this events like uh, you're doing, Dinesh, are brilliant to, to spread the word. Yeah, so we actually started the CryptoShares podcast to educate people, but it's now changed the name to the Art Style podcast to be have, have one brand. And uh, the whole idea from the beginning was to bring more mainstream adoption to the space. And we believe that the next frontier for us is to do this event uh, where we bring the mainstream audience and we kind of try to make them understand and learn about Crypto and NFTs, that's, that's the only way you can get more use cases by bringing more people with more brilliant minds into the space. And what I found, Georgia, is in a lot of these events where people are learning how to do it, their next step, of course, is that they want to put into practice what they've learned. So what they need is a currency in order to be able to transact. So the percentage of people that actually turn from attending an event and learning about it to then adopting it and starting to, whether it be trade or whether it be use this technology to build their businesses is, is a higher percentage than anything we've seen before. How difficult is it to get the hang of it? Because I have to say right now, I can really feel the wheels of my brain grinding <laughs> to try and understand it. You know, and, and other concepts I can get them fairly yeah. quickly but on this one it's it really does i feel like i don't want to be a luddite but mm. i feel like one in my head and it's just you know if i came to one of the conferences and listened assiduously all day would i get the hang of it by the end i think you would i think my, my suggestion to Neil's anyone, not so sure no, I, <laughs> I was just impressed that you said luddite and assiduously in, in one, one word sentence. Yeah, amazing <laughs> You, you know, we, we are seeing more and more schools adopting uh, coding into their uh, curriculum. The world is changing and we have to change with it, right? So we have to learn these things. It creates loads of opportunities for those people who spend a little bit of time just understanding what is a blockchain. Once you understand that, you then have to understand, you can learn about what is an NFT. And it's, it's like a ladder and it's not, it's not that big of a ladder. It's very easy to learn. Okay, that's very encouraging. I feel encouraged by you. So thank you very much indeed for that alone. Uh, and of course, for all of those insights. Uh, Danosh Zahedi, he is the man behind ArtsDAO. They are the leading community for NFT, Metaverse and gamified projects in the region. Absolutely fascinating to have you in the studio. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you so much for hosting me. Well, we're going to move uh, onwards and upwards and upwards and downwards. It's all just pretty awesome, this show today. We are covering cryptocurrencies and Web 3.0. Uh, we are going to be joined very shortly by the team from none other than Binance. Big name, big guest, very exciting. You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With VirtuZone, business set up with no regrets. My goodness me, we are back in the studio. That came around very quickly indeed. It is Starting Up. It is our special segment dedicated to entrepreneurs and small business owners. And I'm delighted to say that I am co-hosting with Neil Petch, the founder and chairman of VirtuZone. Good morning, Neil. The excited chairman of VirtuZone because we've yeah. got Binance in the building. It's pretty cool. I have to say it's a pretty cool scenario because uh, on the programme this morning, we are focusing on cryptocurrencies and fintech. Uh, that We've got that top stat 
that we're liking and that we're quoting all the time. You'll hear it more than once on this programme. 10% of UAE residents have now invested in cryptocurrencies. That is according to the country's telecommunications and digital government regulatory authority. They say that globally, the UAE is now ranked 10th in terms of cryptocurrency investment rate. Not surprised that Binance has uh, recently set up here and in Abu Dhabi. Uh, And does it mean, that's our big question, of course, for starting up, does it mean that fintech is a good sector for startups, Neil? What do you reckon? I think we've got Nadim in, in we the building. We should cross things as I do. Let's Neil's ask like, stop expert. asking me. I'm, yeah. I'm horribly biased and, and uh, just delighted Let's... to have a, a partner uh, in, in, in the room. Absolutely, yeah. So a man uh, joining me right now, uh, Nadim, the man who works for a company that has literally rocketed from startup to billion-dollar company in only five years. Binance, the world's leading blockchain ecosystem, the largest cryptocurrency in the world in terms of daily trading volume, and their platform is trusted by millions worldwide. And Nadeem Lakdi is their Executive Director of Business Development and Strategic Partnerships and joins us now in the studio. Hello. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I'm well, super re- excited to be here. Well, we really went for it with the intro and it is an absolute pleasure to have you in the studio. So thank you very much indeed. Uh, tell me, first of all, how long have you been set up in the United Arab Emirates? Because there was a big fanfare when you first came here and everyone was like, Dubai's won them. And then they're like, they're in Abu Dhabi as well. (laughs) Yeah, you know, look, I've been at Binance for about six months now. And when I first started, uh, we had just started the entire licensing applications. Fast forward to six months, we we are now here present, uh, licensed obviously by Vara here in Dubai, ADGM in Abu Dhabi. And it's just been skyrocket since, just like you called out. It's been a pretty fun ride. Uh, Also in Bahrain, we recently got that license as well out uh, by the CBB. I don't know if you heard us talking to Danosh earlier, but we were saying that this whole space still has to old fossils like uh, myself, this air of mystery. We're scared of mystery. Authorities scared of, of, of mystery. So for me, Binance coming in, because Binance is a serious brand, you have to make sure that you do everything correctly. And I know our partnership took quite a while uh, to announce because we were making sure we jumped through all the right hoops on both yeah, sides from a regulatory point of view. So when a big brand comes in, you know that the country is working with the private individuals so people can feel a lot safer. So thank you, Binance, because I think that's that's a message that is going out to the world, that, that the UAE is a great place to do this, that Binance have adopted it, the number of staff that they have here, and I... I, I probably can't reveal it, but I know that we do the HR side of things, hopefully reasonably uh, well. So it's just growing like crazy. I mean, your growing pains must be quite a challenge by themselves. Yeah, you know, I mean, like five years, the company's been around now. And in those five years, like you say, we've gone from zero to 5,000 plus employees now, you know, here in the UAE, we're, you know, over 50, 60 people now already and growing quite fast. You know, obviously, that's from everything from required uh, positions to business development people like myself to customer support to marketing um, you know and it's been an exciting journey you know and it's just the start of it right I think like you say the UAE has really made itself a hub for uh, the space virtual assets and the more and more businesses like ourselves coming in are absolutely great. Can I address the elephant in the room? <laughs> Which That's is, not me, I hope. No, no, you're definitely, <laughs> not the, you're definitely not the elephant. Uh, the elephant is that cryptocurrencies really have taken something of a hit recently on the market. So like, I know that I persuaded my husband to go in about six months ago, and now he will not let it drop that uh, things have plummeted somewhat. You know, lots of people are really ready to dismiss cryptocurrencies now. Are they wrong? <laughs> 
You know, look, I think every market has its dynamics, right? I mean, ebbs and flows, that's just natural. You know, yes, uh, virtual assets and crypto markets have gone down, but so have other markets, right? Real estate has gone through big ups and downs. Uh, equity markets around the world have gone through some pretty massive ups and downs. You only lose when you so. sell, Georgia. Well, uh, well, that's what I hear. And you should buy when it's low. That's what everyone's saying. But I haven't got the guts to buy, for example, Bitcoin now. <laughs> Scared <laughs> you know, the look, life would, out of me. I, I would say just look at it like any other market, right? I mean, that's the point of why it's moving into a regulated space, why we're trying to get more and more people comfortable and safe to use and invest in this asset class, right? Because it is an asset class in the end of the day. And so, you know, I would really say look at the fundamentals, right? Uh, do you go and buy every single coin and token that's out there? Probably not, right? Just like you wouldn't buy every single stock that's out there. What, what I like, Georgia, is Binance, you know, if we if we go back two years and you were launching a coin, yeah. it's relatively easy to launch. It's relatively unregulated. If you want to list on Binance now, it's harder than getting an audience with the Pope and the Queen combined, <laughs> okay? Because they are making it incredibly difficult and that's all about the volumes you know, and without the volumes, that's adoption of huge numbers of people. We are running the risk of that FOMO situation. As I was saying earlier, people speculating in real estate just to make money without understanding it. It's now moving to a situation where Binance and the Binance Labs and so on are helping people build real projects. And the more we start to get to know about, the better. So, you know, this, this is a great step in, in, in that direction. Yeah, and you know, one point I want to pick up on there, where I think you you interestingly called out, you said, you know, it used to be unregulated. You have to remember that five years ago when our company first formed, there weren't any regulations, right? So it's not that we had a choice. We really had to bring in what our users wanted. Yeah. And with more regulation coming around the world, you know, Binance has obviously stepped up and gotten registered and licensed pretty much everywhere we can, right? Here in the MENA region, we have three uh, under our belt, and we're working very closely with all the regulators to help educate them and inform them on how do you protect the user? How do you protect your citizens? What are the right tools yeah. to really implement? And so we're doing that more Speaking and more. Speaking of that, what are your, you know, what are the sort of three KPIs that you judge your, your own personal success within Binance as? What, what's Binance trying to achieve? Yeah, you know, look, I, I would even go one further in our founder. CZ has his own quite clear KPIs, which is yeah. market growth, user growth, and user satisfaction, right? And so those are kind of three key things that we constantly drive and thrive for. Uh, every day we live it, we breathe it. Uh, and that's really what we're all about. It's fascinating how the market has really developed very speedily here. If you were to put a number on how quickly you're expecting the sort of market saturation, I mean, we're saying 10% of people have engaged. Do you think that's going to go up exponentially? Yeah, you know, look, you have to keep in mind that UAE is already above, right, compared to the average, global average. I think global average is probably closer to 5 to 7%. So okay. UAE being north of 10% is already doing well. I think it'll just continue to grow. If you make right? a huge profit in crypto and, and, and you want to turn that into fear in, in London or something like that, Georgia, then you're going to be putting some money into the coffers of Her Majesty. Yeah. Do it here with the right structure, while we were talking about DAOs and, and so on, and you can, you know, you can really invest in, in, in your growth. But for me, two things. I Before every show, I always message my, my team and say, hey, this is the subject. Any questions, any points. And, you know, it's early in the morning. I don't get a lot of response. I did it today. Yeah. And everybody starts firing things at me. I have a, a group of similarly aged gentlemen. We're all a bit arrogant. We all think we're amazing. And, and I'm constantly, when Virtue Zone does something, telling them about it. Don't get any response at all. 
when this we time. <laughs> when we announced our Binance partnership, which, yeah. we're, which you've got to ask him about I will, I promise. I promise. <laughs> Everybody reacted. And, yeah. and that's a sign of, of adoption. And, of course, it's important to have big brands in, in there. It is a fascinating partnership. This is Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Virtuzone, business setup with no regrets. Hello there. Yes, you are listening to Starting Up. We are hosting our special segment dedicated to entrepreneurs and small business owners. I'm delighted to say I'm co-hosting with Neil Petch, founder and chairman of Virtuzone today. Someone's feeling excited, aren't they? Feeling a little bit like Robin Hood, bringing money to the poor, (laughs) getting opportunities out there to small startups and making it easier for them to do that. And that's why our guest is in the room. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Nadim Latke, Executive Director of Business Development and Strategic Partnerships for Binance, uh, still in the studio. We didn't let him go. Uh, Normally, these slots last about 10 minutes. I'm like, no chance. Nadim is staying for the full 25. (laughs) We're going to make him read the web. Yeah, literally. I'm like, hang on a sec. What else can we? We got. We do the markets next. Let's get them to do that. Um, and and the, one of the reasons why it's quite exciting to have both of you in the studio because even if we hadn't been doing the starting up program, I would have wanted to run this story because it is hugely exciting that this partnership between VirtuZone and Binance, where I mean, I ought to let you explain it, really, Neil. What what's going to happen? Are you you're going to be able to pay for stuff with cryptocurrency? Everything starts with a problem, Georgia, and yes. that's what VirtuZone's constantly trying to do, which is our customers have pain points. You know, you were talking about getting the bank account, getting your phone working, being able to do business, not being beholden to your money suddenly going missing for five days and not understanding it. So what we're obviously trying to do is make the UAE the very best place to both be once you're set up and actually to set up and, and we're, we're halfway there. And so Binance is a huge part of that. Immediately, it's there because of the brand, and the brand shows that that uh, corporates are are adopting. But it's much more about um, actually what they're doing and how they're making it easier for entrepreneurs from anywhere in the world. And now I should shut up, and we should hear from Nadine. Yeah, so Nadine, what's the deal with the partnership? What does it mean for if I want to come and set up a business here in the UAE? Mm-hmm. I go, okay, I'll do it with these guys. They seem like a nice setup. Neil wears good t-shirts. Um, how is how will Binance get involved in that and make it easier for yeah, me? Yeah, well, first of all, I want to call you out. You're definitely not an old fossil. The guy is sitting here with an I love VZ t-shirt <laughs> and, and talking about cryptocurrency. I'm waiting so for you're, the Binance one, Nadim. <laughs> it's on its way. Now, look, uh, taking a step back, you know, the point of the partnership and where we're really excited about is, you know, an innovation, an innovative step towards new forms of payments and lowering that barrier to be able to allow people to set up that business, right? Virtue Zone are far and far from like the top when it comes to UAE formations, right? And I think that's really exciting. Now, to add on to the power of allowing users, entrepreneurs, you know, to come and be able to pay for those services of setting up their company for the first time with cryptocurrency is exactly what we try to enable. And that's just step one of the journey, right? We're so much more excited about a lot of different things we're planning on bringing out together. But if you think about what that means, right, today, not everyone around the world has access to a bank account. Not everyone around the world has access to cards. So being able to pay for your business if you really want to be that entrepreneur, it's really hard. Virtual assets helps lower that barrier, right? It does enable you to be able to access it, send money across, cheap, more efficient, instant. And that's exactly where, you know, uh, VirtuZone took that step forward with us, right? They really wanted to help 
make it easier for businesses to come set up here. Uh, and, you know, we're pretty excited to see what comes next. Yeah, Nadim offline was talking about, you know, you can look at a fintech, it has great parts to it. You can look at a bank, it has great parts to it. They both have frustrations. I think this is seeing us starting to combine the two. And a most important part of it is you want, when someone is doing a transaction, yes, you want it to be fast, but you don't want it to be questioned. You want to, so because it's going through Binance, people feel that much more comfortable, the person receiving and the person sending, and it is the fastest way to do it. So let's that get is, on board. I mean, this is what's so interesting is that it's a, another real world example mm. of cryptocurrencies being used to pay for something that I would describe, you know, in the real world, but I mean, nothing's in the real world anymore. It's all digital. But, but I mean, for example, I, you know, friend, people can now pay for a pizza. Perhaps um, I think Freedom Pizza allow you to pay for a pizza with with cryptocurrency. Yeah. Uh, and then, and and then Majid Al Fatame, I, I, I think are there. Yeah, they beat us yeah, to yeah. it. We Did were they? Ho- we were hoping to be first, and then so we got beaten deal? by Majid Al Fatame. Not a bad loss, actually. <laughs> I'll take. So that. have you teamed up with Majid Al Fatame as well? Is that yeah, another? We we have you know very fortunate to have partnerships with. Virtue Zone, Majda Fatem, J Hotels, and you know a few more in the pipeline, which we're pretty excited to announce. But you know, you go back to like real world examples that you ask about, right? And yeah. I think you have to remember that we are moving more and more into a digital space, right? That means more involvement in Web three, more involvement in the metaverse, more involvement in being online. As you move into more and more online, more different ecosystems, you're going to need new forms of payments, right? You're going to need that enablement. So you know, your cash, your card, your bank might not be applicable to those situations anymore, right? So that's really what, you know, Binance Pay, which is our, our payments platform called, is all about, right? It's really helping take that first step towards enabling this new ecosystem. Uh, and all these partnerships are just good examples of it, right? So, you know, are you going to go and pay for your bananas tomorrow with cryptocurrency? Probably not tomorrow, but will you probably do it, you know, in some form of tokens that you probably earned or, you know, built on through this new Web3 environment? Yeah, you know, I can see why not, right? If you think about it today, when you go and pay with loyalty points, in a way, that's a, it's, that is a form of token, right? It just hasn't been tokenized yet. So that's already one very easy step where you can see people moving that loyalty reward points, call it tokens, call it virtual assets, to become a form of payment. And that's just that first step towards Just it. give you an example within VirtuZone. Obviously, UAE wants VirtuZone to be going at championing the UAE, getting people in Canada and Australia and so on and so on to set up companies. Very often in the past, you'd have to write a check. You don't have a UAE bank account. How do you do that? So this is a way that immediately we can provide them a service. It's a little bit like being in the blockchain and everything's automated and the the suppliers feel confident that they can do it. So it's facilitated people all over the world. It's made their journey easier. It's made the supplier, it's made the government jurisdictions receive their money faster. So everyone's happy, everyone wins. I suppose it's also quite reassuring for people who might have invested in cryptocurrency and then sort of had a sort of slight lurking suspicion that they're not quite sure how to get it out again. Uh, that I, I know that that was a concern maybe a year ago. People were a bit like, yeah, but you put all that money in. How, how do you get it back? And there was lots of talk of people forgetting their passwords and things like that and <laughs> people digging through refuse to find old hard drives. I mean, if, you, if you're in a scenario where lots of retailers or mm-hmm. Company, you know, institutions like VirtuZone are allowing you to use cryptocurrencies, then that removes that sort of barrier. Yeah, and you look, and I would also add on to that, right? Um, 
when countries and regulators like the UAE actually help regulate the space, that gives more comfort to be able to link your bank account, right? To be able to transact back from virtual assets into, you know, what we call traditional or fiat currencies. And so that in and out becomes closer and even easier to be done. And Georgia, there's software now that can examine a wallet and check that that wallet is, is you know, For a, real. a good wallet rather, <laughs> rather than a naughty. Rather than a dodgy wallet. Exactly. So, I don't you know, think so I want actually, my wallet being It's judged. actually making you safer. <laughs> Nadim, do you have, are you able to share any stats about the percentage of adoption? What percentage of people in the UAE have a Binance uh, wallet at the moment? Because we're intent on making it higher. <laughs> yeah, you know, look, I think uh, close to the number that, you, you know, you've been talking about today, I think it's pretty accurate, okay. that 10, 11% onwards. You know, Binance, again, very, very fortunately are in a position to have a market share in, in a leading yeah. platform. So we tend to have the higher share of most users in most countries who do operate. So 89% of people are missing out. <laughs> Come on, guys, get on board. 101% of the people are using Binance. <laughs> I mean, just as my final question, Nadim, I'm very sad to say goodbye to you because we could keep you for another two hours and, and really grill you. But um, do you think that this is a good market for people to set up startups, specifically in in the fintech sector? Because I think quite a lot of people listening now might be thinking, you know, there's this sense of an untapped market, an untapped excitement, an untapped world. Is there still space for them to enter it? And is it difficult? There is all the space in the world. And you have to think about why, right? The adoption rate globally is still five to seven percent. You are early. You will hear that a lot in the space and it'll continue there. So I think you know, three things to leave you with, right? One is the UAE is definitely in an encouraging and very supportive environment for startups, you know, through companies like VirtuZone, but also for the blockchain and the crypto space. You are seeing more and more companies like ourselves, you know, Binance being present, being here, being able to support and provide all tools, right? Not just trading cryptocurrency, but, you know, blockchain technology. We do have BNB chain, for example, payments. We have Binance Pay. Um, and I think those are like, you know, kind I've of the used key. that. I must not be a fossil. I think you're there right. There you go. See, I think you're <laughs> disproving yourself more and more, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I definitely think it's a, it's a great space to be in. Uh, for anyone that has been in, you know, financial services and fintech, um, it's, it's the way that's keeping going, right? Blockchain is here to stay. It has been for 10 plus years and it will remain. It's a breath of fresh air. Time to take the leap by the sounds of it. If you've worked in finance, I think maybe I might leave it to, to people with some sort of business acumen and financial acumen. Uh, amazing to have you on the programme. Thank you so much, Nadim Ladke. A pleasure to have you in the studio. Executive Director of Business Development and Strategic Partnerships. Right. My goodness me, what an exciting interview. We are going to be turning into our what we call our agony uncle section next, which, which Neil is never that keen on the phrase. Uh, but essentially, uh, if you want to ask him questions, he's here. This is Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With VirtuZone, business setup with no regrets. And we are back in the room for the final five minutes of the first season of Starting Up. It's been a pretty good programme. Neil, I mean, you brought in you brought in the man in charge of Binance, which isn't bad at all. Uh, and Listen, then, let me cut you off, Georgia. You're stumbling over your words I'm because s- there were two extremely handsome men. They're in crypto. They're probably worth gazillions, and they were lovely as well. They were so nice. What is this deal with fintech? Pe- people who work in fintech, they they're not like the bankers of old. You know, the bankers of old used used to be sort of thrusting and angry and, I think and sort you were of aggressive. Pretending not to understand it, so. That You'd, you'd, they'd come and no, give you a little no, training no, I genu- I, Well, I'm very happy to have a training session with either of those gentlemen, but they will find me an uphill struggle because I don't understand. I really don't understand. It will, like, it will, well, it'll take days. 
Well, we'll, we'll in the Maldives. We'll, just, just let us do that for you, Georgia. Not, not the Maldives. Please. Not the Maldives. Okay, questions <laughs> coming in. Uh, Andrew says, I want to set up a club teaching after school activities. What do I need to think about? Okay, so that's education. So I'm very yeah. glad to say that uh, we've set up a couple of schools, actually. There's, schools? Yes, we've set up schools. We've set up, uh, in fact, customer number two for Virtue Zone is a lady. And she set up a, 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 school. a school, a Russian-speaking and arts-based school. So we've done that. So what do you need in order to be able to do that sort of thing? Because, you know, this is children's lives, right? So there's a, there's a bunch of departments that you need to coordinate with. There's where are you going to locate your school? What permissions are you going to get? So normally that's going to be a DED, a mainland onshore license, which carries with it certain extra responsibilities but now you can be a hundred percent owner of that and then once you've got them there georgia make sure that you're educating them on stuff like crypto like today's <laughs> like today's uh, event because they understand like it immediately yeah we like it we do like a theme on starting up and today certainly has been cryptocurrencies and in fact this question that's just come in from mahmoud says i haven't got a bank account do i need that before i can set up a business is that the classic catch 22 okay so so there are shortcuts and okay. then there's the right way to do it. And, and so obviously one can use one's personal bank account to get started. If you're, you know, if you've just got an office and you need to buy some chairs, you can do it with your personal bank account. But the sooner that you have a business bank account, the sooner you will be take, taken seriously by partners and customers. You won't have your transactions stopped because if they see a transaction coming in from an unusual place and it's an unusual activity that doesn't relate to what you're doing, you're going to be stopped and then everything's going to freeze. So it's very important to have a company bank account, to have set it up correctly. And yes, it can be arduous. So obviously we know what are the things that the banks are looking for. We're partners with, with a number of them and we can help you. It's all the usual stuff. It's the same due diligence that you go through. It's your passport. It's your DWIB bill. And, and so on and so on. So that doesn't need to be a pain. It can be really, really quick to make sure it happens. But if you set off on the wrong path, for, so for, and a classic one is everyone thinks, oh, general trading, best license to have because it allows me to do everything. But if you do that, it's going to be really difficult to set the bank account up. So be careful when people tell you things. Can, there's no point having a company license if you don't have a bank account, because you need to be able to transact. So we had Binance on here today, right? So it's about you need to transact. And obviously crypto and doing it, as we've just discussed, through DAOs and so on, mirroring exactly what your actual contract is, it's much faster and much easier. And now it's possible. And we were the second company to enable it with Binance after Magic Alpha Tame. So delighted. Use it. Happy man. Very happy man here in the studio today. Neil Petch, chairman and founder of Virtue Zone. Pleasure to have you in the studio. Pleasure to have two such fantastic guests uh, for this hour. If you missed the beginning, don't you worry. You can download the podcast. It will be live in a few hours' time. Just go to Dubai Eye 103.8 and check out the Starting Up podcast. Neil will be back in a week, I hope. Thanks for having me, GT. I will Pleasure. be.